Hi, this is the Think Queerly podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele. Now on the show and in my work as a transformational coach, I help thought leaders, change makers, and creatives become more skillful at making a measurable difference in the world. In other words, I help you unleash your uniqueness and optimize your potential so that you can enjoy more acceptance, freedom, and peace of mind, and to live your life with more clarity, direction, and joy. So I have a question. If you're tired of losing your temper, getting upset, frustrated, or experiencing other unwanted and harmful emotions, would you like to discover an effective strategy that's based on neuroscience to manage the emotions that you want to avoid? I'm sure you probably would say yes. Well, in this 90-minute coaching video from a webinar I did earlier in the summer, How to Stay Calm and in Control, you'll learn how to create your own emotional recipes to manage how you want to feel so that you can enjoy more happiness, peace of mind, and freedom. You can download the Emotional Recipes Personal Evolution Process. That's a mouthful, isn't it? On my website for free at darrensteel.com. All you need is to just put in your email address and first name. You'll get a PDF worksheet and access to privately watch the 90-minute video. All right. So for today's episode, I want to share with you some reflections I've recently had about human nature. And there is this really lovely idea that is expressed in verse 39 of the Tao Te Ching. Now, I will admit that verse 39 is one of the hardest verses to kind of make sense of. And in my work for my book, The the way or the the Tao of human heartedness that I'm working on, I'm looking at ten translations to discern the meaning, to get greater understanding through what the translators and commentators are saying. So I'm going to read just the part of the verse that speaks to what I want to share with you today. Um, but let's not get too hung up on what the verse itself says because it's a bit oblique in and of itself. So I'm going to read, I'm just grabbing the book here, uh, Wayne Dyer's translation from his book, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, because I think this one is the most accessible for reading from the text directly. So the last two stanzas, and I quote, The pieces of a chariot are useless unless they work in accordance with the whole. A man's life brings nothing unless he lives in accordance with the whole universe. Playing one's part in accordance with the universe is true humility. Truly, too much honor means no honor. It's not wise to shine like jade and resound like stone chimes. Now, I don't think Wayne Dyer meant anything in particular when he said, a man's life brings nothing. The Tao Te Ching is, or rather the Chinese language, at least at the time of the Tao Te Ching, is gender neutral, and it sort of means person. So when someone translates it, it could just simply mean a person's life, not necessarily a man's life. Just want to qualify that there. But here's the idea when you dig deeper into the cha- uh, to the translations. 
Jade, first of all, at that period of time, 25, 2600 years ago, was a was a precious gemstone. I think it's still something that's very valuable today, but certainly not something like a, a real precious diamond. But essentially, in life, you want to avoid being like a precious gemstone. You don't want to be like Jade. Because the precious stone or any stone, for that matter, is unchanging. What that means is that if you were to drop the gemstone, it might shatter into many pieces. But the essence of jade is that it is a solid, unchanging form. So if you were to break jade by dropping it or taking a hammer to it and smashing it, the pieces will still be jade. If you go digging, mining for jade, and you pull it out of the ground, and you take it to, I'm not sure of the name of the person who then polishes gemstones, polishes it, makes it available for jade, or if it's in 10 different pieces, it's still jade. It is never not jade. But human beings are not unchanging. We are not like rocks. We are not unmovable like a tree. If we don't like who we are, we can change who we are. Our essential nature is not a fixed one. Now, some might think that last statement is problematic or contentious, and we could argue about whether or not that's entirely true. But consider the following. When you die, you are no longer. When jade breaks apart, it is still jade. Or, as another example, have you ever met someone who you've known for a long time, but you haven't seen in many years? Uh, perhaps a decade or longer, and you start getting reacquainted, you're chatting with them, and you realize, whoa, this person is no longer the person I once knew. They're so different. I, I hardly recognize them. When you say hardly recognize them, it doesn't mean you don't see them for the face in front of you. You just don't recognize their character, maybe their ego, what they believe in, their values. And similarly, have you ever met someone who you haven't seen in 10 years and you think to yourself after, that person hasn't changed at all. They're still the same old insert whatever label or characterization you want to insert there. But you see, as human beings, we have the capacity to change who we are because we have the ability and we can learn the skills to do so. We can get therapy. We can read books about personal development. We can aspire to educate ourselves or to learn a new skill or to take great care in the kind of values that we wish to espouse and practice to make ourselves more loving, more compassionate, more humble, more forgiving, more accepting, more impartial, and more connected You see, our character, our identity, and 
our choices are amorphous, meaning they are changeable. What you may have wanted yesterday, you may no longer want today. The actions that you took yesterday, you may regret today. And the way in which you can be different today is by the actions you take in this moment right now. Because if you pissed somebody off, or you were rude to somebody, or you doxed somebody, or you yelled at somebody, or you had an argument with someone, today, the action you can take is to say, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I take personal responsibility for what I did, for what I said, for how I acted, for how I behaved. I would like to do things differently, and I'm going to do these things I'm going to make these changes. I'm going to practice these habits to make that my reality. Going back to the Tao Te Ching, we are like the hub of a wheel, the space that allows the wheel to have its function. Let me read from Stephen Mitchell's translation of the Tao Te Ching, verse 11. We join spokes together in a wheel, but it is the center hole that makes the wagon move. We shape clay into a pot, but it is the emptiness inside that holds whatever we want. We hammer wood for a house, but it is the inner space that makes it livable. We work with being, but non-being is what we use. So coming back to the hub of the wheel, the spokes attach to the outer contraption, metal or wood, that is the hub. And the spokes radiate outwards and attach to a rim of the wheel, which might have like a some sort of a rubber wheel on the outside. That could be a bike wheel. That could be a, a wheel of a car or whatever. But what makes the wheel work is the empty space that is inside that hole, inside the hub of the wheel. And again, in, in Taoism, as a concept expressed in the Tao Te Ching, this is considered the formless form. That's why I read the whole verse 11, that the clay pot is only useful because of the space that is inside the shape of the clay that surrounds the space. This is the formless form, the potential of empty nothingness, the ability to work with being and non-being. A stone, jade, cannot do that. Jade can only ever be jade. Jade cannot become a bird. Jade cannot become a frog. So if something isn't working with the wheel, well, what do we do? We, we fix it. We replace one of its parts. And notably, if you take out one or more of the spokes, well, the wheel is no longer whole. If you take the wheel entirely apart, you no longer have the hole. You no longer have the wheel. You have all the components. You have the outside part of the hub. You have the screws. You have the spokes. You have the rim. You have the tire. 
you have the various parts which can be connected, but each of them on their own serves no useful purpose. On their own, each one has no potential unless it works together with many other parts, which is how we as human beings work in and of ourselves with all of our values, beliefs, characteristics, actions, choices, and how we connect with every other person in our lives. And if we come, if we act awfully, like a virus, hurting others, damaging others, we really are not whole in the sense of being an exceptional human being who is fully connected, we then otherwise become self-serving and self-centered. I think this is why it can be so challenging to change our behaviors or to take different actions in life, because things become habitual, rote, easy to do over and over again because we don't have to think about them. And that's what our brain wants. We want habit. We want prediction and response. We want to not have to think about every single thing that we do. We don't think about walking. We just go out and walk because that's been patterned into the software of parts of our brain. So we've become accustomed to certain habits and behaviors, traditions that we have in our lives or the ways in which we do things we become used to how that wheel has been working and how it's been rolling along unaware of where it has previously been. And whenever you add a new part or swap out one of the parts that's not working well, there's always a period of readjustment. And these periods of adjustment are sometimes uncomfortable because we have to accommodate the change. We have to practice the change. We have to feel out the new behavior for some time. We have to be conscious of it until it becomes patterned, until it becomes a regular prediction in a part of our brain called the basal ganglia, which is kind of like our our operating software. And then we become used to the change. We have completely accommodated that change into our lives. But we do change. We change all the time. We change our opinions. We create new habits, which is perhaps better than saying we change habits. Habits once formed are there, but we create new habits to override old ones. And that's simply by deciding to take a new action and repeating that very same action over and over again until it becomes habitual, until it becomes common. And that is what makes us human. That's what makes us very different from the jade, precious gemstone. And that is what makes us changeable. You can change your life as the expression goes. It seems kind of uh, cliched, but it's true. But you need the tools to know how to do it effectively so that you can be skillful in experiencing more acceptance, freedom, and peace of mind. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. 
And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave me a five-star rating or even better, leave a comment. This goes a really long way to helping other people find Think Queerly on Apple Podcasts. And it just pushes me up in the algorithm. And it really would mean a lot to me. If you have any questions, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Or even better, go to my website, darrensteel.com. And on the whole page, you can download, like I said right at the beginning, my 90-minute free coaching video training on how to develop your own emotional recipes so that you can enjoy more happiness and contentment and, and personal freedom in your life. Until next time.